Hi everyone, in today's podcast we talk to Lillian. Lillian is 19 years old. She is a current student studying her Bachelor of Counselling and we talk about growing up with social media, how social media has influenced her and how it has also impacted upon her life and we just have a bit of a general conversation. I really hope you enjoy um, our podcast. As I'm still learning, I'm learning how to interview people, I'm learning how to do the editing of the podcast. As I'm really new to it, I really do appreciate your feedback. So any feedback that you guys can give, I would so appreciate it because it's going to help me on my journey to bring you better and better podcasts. And that's my whole aim. So thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoy and I look forward to your feedback. Hey Lillian, welcome to Women with Influence. Hi, how are you? I'm good. That's good. So I've known Lillian for her entire life. <laughs> so I've watched her grow. So how long have I known you for, Lil? Um, since I was a little sperm and egg, I guess. <laughs> since, long since, enough. <laughs> since the time of conception. Pretty much. <laughs> so you were... Um, Born in Sydney, do you re- remember much about about Sydney? Not really. Not little really. Bit, little bits in there, but not a lot. Like what do you What do you remember? What are your memories from Sydney? Um, I remember Dad painting the room one color and then crying because I wanted it to be back the other color. <laughs> and I remember Taronga Zoo, but nothing much from when I was younger. And so we moved up here when you were. Four. Yep. So, what's your first memory of Queensland? Um, Molly being bitten by midges and looking like she had chicken pox. I remember that. She was really allergic, hey, and she got really big welts on her arms and stuff from being allergic to the to the midges. It was something that we didn't really um, we didn't realise that they were going to be so bad when we moved up. That's a, that's a really odd first memory to have about your sister yeah, being bitten. I don't really remember a lot of it. was just when she got bitten, she had chicken pox. Well, not really chicken pox, but she looked like it anyway. <laughs> so can you tell me a, a little bit about what it's been like um, being raised in Sunshine Coast, Queensland? What's it been like for you? Um, Pretty casual, I guess. Everyone's, I wouldn't say everyone's fairly nice, but everyone's friendly-ish and just a really good environment to grow up in it's laid back and nice coastal beaches to hang out about so i like that yep um yeah i guess you're gonna not never meet like 110 percent friendly people no matter where you go but i think the people on the coast are fairly friendly and kind and laid back so there's not really a lot of um Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a lot of negative energy everywhere you go. Yeah, yeah. So. Do you think um, Do you think your life would be different if you were raised in Sydney? Yeah, 100%. In what way? Um, really important things for me, as you know, is to gather women together, to gather tribe, to create a real um, network of people. But I think one thing that I want to really make sure that we do, and that's to embrace 
the younger generation that's to embrace the younger women because you guys have got so much knowledge and you you know I was thinking the other day and um, I was raised in the 70s so for me like I had a phone but the phone was connected to the wall and when I wanted to sort of connect with people I had to go out to the street and I guess um, one of the things that really interests me is where I got my influence from was actually going out to people but for you guys like you've you've had the internet you've been connected globally and you've grown up through that and I guess I'm interested to find out where your influences come from based upon your your ability to tap into a global community which I think is um is really important as well to sort of go you guys have got so much more and so where does that influence come from um so I hope that's okay sure sure so being raised in the 70s and through to the to the 80s like I I had a phone but the you know the phone was on the wall and when I wanted to connect with people um, I had a very small community in which I could connect with because the only people I could connect with were those within my local in my local area or those at school or with my family and I'm really interested in I guess what it's like having access to a global community um, and that and that you've had that access pretty much forever like when did you first um, experience the internet um, like social media and Facebook wise I was probably like 11 or something like that um, I think I had my first phone a little bit earlier but it was only like it wasn't one of the internet ones it was just to call you guys on my way home but yeah I've had a phone since like primary school since forever now so but yeah um being on Facebook and stuff since you're 11 I guess the way you use it changes as you get older and the stuff you see changes and the people you want to follow and the people you want to connect with change compared to when you're just a little mm. 11 year old just wanting to make a conversation with your friends when they get home from school kind of thing so, so, so do, do, do you think the way that you seek out the information via the web, that that changes sort of as you age? And I guess, what was it like, if you can remember, being so young and kind of having that, that access? Like, was it, I don't know, what was that like? Um, I think it is definitely one of those things that everyone says that social media is good but it's also one of the worst things for us um you know way back when I didn't realize that the photos I see were seeing were heavily heavily photoshopped and the ads that I was seeing were you know targeted to kind of make you feel a bit bad about yourself and then that product is like the saving grace of like what you're gonna need to be better and stuff like that um so I think that is to a lot of detriment at a young age but now looking back and understanding it I can kind of have a bit of a laugh about it um mm. when the information does come up I guess on Facebook and stuff I don't really seek a lot of information I kind of just you know, there's funny videos get to catch up with my friends see photos and stuff so what was the so you talked about um, about the uh, about the images and 
and about them being heav heavily photoshopped and, and, and about them being a detriment. What was a detriment f for you? So what was, how did that affect you? Um, you know, like when you're a little girl, when you're very little, you don't care, you know, like you, you walk around naked and there's no ifs or buts about it. It's just whatever, like it's just a body. And then when you sort of start to grow up and your body does start to change, when you're younger, when I was younger at least, I couldn't make that connection of my body's still growing and my body does what it needs for me because I do what I need for it, like meaning I keep it healthy and I exercise and stuff. But, you know, way back when that was just me having fun, it wasn't even exercise. And, mm -hmm. you know, you see those like size six or size zero girls in America and they're all super slim and they've got the long legs and the long torso and the long glossy hair and then you know you're just a kid playing around and then when you kind of get on Facebook you're like oh why don't I look like that like there was never for me at least there was never that connection of that's photoshopped and she's a lot older than me and even watching movies and stuff you know you watch a movie of high school people and they're all 24, 25, but I didn't know that at the time. So when I was going into high school, I was like, why don't I look like that? Like, yeah, yeah. why do I look like a short little telly tubby? <laughs> <laughs> you never look like a yeah. short little telly tubby. <laughs> but you know, I guess it's just way back when, I guess you could say those images and not having the understanding that I do now influenced me to have a really negative body image and a really negative self-talk because I was like okay why don't I look like this but mm. I didn't have the information of oh, okay you want to look a certain way you need to you know exercise and you need to eat better and you need to you know I just kind of assumed that you were gonna grow up one day and be a supermodel and that was just how everybody had it mm. um was that conversations that you that you had with your friends when you were younger like when you were so we're talking about that kind of 11 sort of preteen years. Is that something that you guys talked about as a collective? Like, was that part of that conversational topic um, at the time? I think we were too young to have such a um, mature conversation. And I don't think we understand it. But one vivid memory that I do have from primary school on that topic was we always sat down and said what like what will we do to each other to make each other prettier like you know oh, I would give you long hair or I would dye your hair or you would be tanner and taller and skinnier so there was that kind of um that kind of topic about it where it was oh you'd be prettier if you looked like this and then the images that always came up at the end were bloody like Kate Moss or something or like Miranda mm. Kerr you know so it wasn't it wasn't realistic for an 11-year-old girl to have those kind of influences from social media and from magazines that we did. Mm, mm. Especially the ones that you used to want to have access to, like the little, um, like, Hey Teen or Go Girl magazines. I couldn't remember the name for the life of me. But, you know, they're still all... I wouldn't say that they're stick thin or anything, but they all are, I guess, what you'd call athletically thin or fit girls on the cover who have makeup and their hair straightened and this and that and then you're like oh why don't I look like that like yeah, yeah. nobody ever sat us down and really said 
it's a magazine, it's a picture, it's not real. Yeah. So that yeah. was, I guess, one of the negative influences of um, social media and just fashion media in general, being a younger girl. Mm. And, I, and, I, and I guess for me and some of the... Um, and some of the people listening who are sort of in my age group, you know, I'm nearly 50. Jeez, I don't, I don't know that I really like saying that. It kind of makes me feel a, a little bit nervous saying I'm, I'm nearly 50. Um, kind of freaks me out a little bit. But when I was growing up, um, you know, we had Dolly magazine. And it was always, um, you know, my my, I guess, um, my vision to look like the girls in, in that magazine. And, you know, they always had the brown skin and the blonde hair and they are always, like you said, you know, this, this, this aesthetic, fit-looking person. And that was what I always aspired to be. And I just wasn't that. I was the complete opposite to that. Um, and then we had Puberty Blues. So... You know, when that first of all came out, it was all like the surfer girls, and 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 if you didn't have that surfer look, then then you just you weren't into that kind of in crowd, and and I remember always feeling frumpy and feeling overweight, and just never feeling as though I was thin enough or good enough, and that's based upon the magazines that I had access to, and and I guess for you guys, like it's 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 so different and. And I guess to a certain point, a lot more overwhelming in that I had one magazine and I had one TV show where, where you guys have got this, this endless array of, of images always coming at you. And, like, and even the billboards you see, like you still see them and there's still these perfect women who, who are made to look perfect on this, on this screen. And, and I think as women, um, it almost becomes this kind of status that we're expected to aspire to. And I think now it's changing. Yeah. What do you think? Like, do you think it's changing now? I think that the biggest thing that like, even you saying that, like just looking at the magazines and me saying, looking at the magazines, like when I was younger, I think one of the biggest things that's changed is that a lot of, um, beauty influencers and like Victoria's Secrets models even are actually sharing the behind the scenes of how they do it they're not just like it's no longer I wake up and I look fabulous and I have toned abs because that's just how I was born and I have glossy hair because well go me it's actually uh, there's a lot more information on okay so yep six days a week I wake up and go to the gym for two hours of a morning and then two hours of a night and then this is what I eat and these are the products I use. So I think in that way, one of the best changes that I've seen in that um, social media beauty kind of world is the fact that now there's a behind the scenes. Yeah. So now, you know, 11-year-old, if I had that way back when, 11-year-old me couldn't wake up and be like, oh, well, they just look like that and I just look like this just because. Like, it's actually like, oh, okay, they actually put a lot of hard work in to keep their physique and to take care of their skin and to take care of their hair, whereas 
I literally wake up and have like a 30 second shower with a bar of soap and wash that with my hair as well. So, you know, (laughs) way back when I couldn't understand why, but now I'm kind of like, okay, like now I can see it now. It's no longer just this perfect photo. Like it's actually Mm, real mm. life hard work. And I think that's a really good influence for a lot of girls and just people in general, just to actually see that it's more than just a photo. It's actually a lot of hard work Mm, and it's that, that it's their job. And as much as we can sit there and rag them out and hate them and be like, Oh my God, like, you know, I wanted to look like that and I didn't. They were, you know, we were probably sitting down peeing out on Maccas and they were, you know, weighing out their meals, going to the gym, doing this, doing that. So it's kind of, it's good to have that separation now of you're no longer a perfect image. You're actually a really hard working, mm. strong woman for facing up to little critics like 11 year old me like not liking them because they looked like that and I wanted to yeah yeah so I think that that is a really big influential change in social media that has had a really positive effect Mm, agreed compared to what it used to be anyway agreed I remember um it was recently when when Instagram changed that you couldn't see how many people liked your photo yeah and there was i think it was on the news or like it it was somewhere pretty kind of prevalent and there was this girl on there and she was completely broken like she was she was so broken because she went like if i don't get these likes and that's my job and 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 it kind of took me back to that person of wanting to be like the dolly magazine and Mm. then looking at at the way that all this Photoshop happens and now all these 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 images became this girl's career and yeah. and if she couldn't see and if other people couldn't see how many people liked her Then what her, was the point? Her image, yeah. yeah. Like and I and I think that's kind of really interesting for me because I kinda of struggle, um honestly I do, like I really struggle with Instagram. I struggle with Facebook and I see all these other people, you know, they're posting three, four, five times a day and I just don't have time to do it. And then I kind of go, am I going to be able to propel myself forward? And that becomes my judgment. But then I see this negative side effect that, that this, this one woman who was, who was beautiful, but man, it it was, it was pretty, it was pretty, it was pretty in my face. Hey, like she, Mm. she had a lot of work done um you could see like and she admitted that she had her lips done and she had all these botox done and her face had just changed so much because her her work was her her image and what she portrayed out to the world but i don't know that that's really realistic like i don't know that that's a realistic viewpoint to have in that when you're trying to influence people are you really influencing people when it's all based upon aesthetics only yeah, um, I think that a lot of, I wouldn't say a lot of, and I am speaking from a really naive point of view in my opinion, but yeah, me too. I think that um, it's sad to see that in some circumstances, 
well, if other people couldn't see my likes, how will other people know my worth and know how hard I work Mm. or Mm. a million other reasons? Like, I can't sit here and say I know the reason because I don't, but it's like, I don't know, when Instagram took away likes, I didn't really care. I was just like, oh, well, you know, whatever. You know, you can still see your own likes and I don't think that, well, the influencers that I follow, they haven't seemed to be affected by it. You know, they're still getting the Instagram sponsorships and the ads and the free products and the this and the that. So in the lifestyle of their aspect, I don't think it's really affected a lot. Um, I believe that I read that the whole point of it was to move Instagram away from being a pinnacle of or a scale of self-worth to Mm. come back to this is what I did, this is what I want to share, this is a photo I like of myself, so I'm going to share it with the world. And, you know, when I was younger, I guess, I still am young, but when I was a little teen, I guess I'd get really caught up in, like, oh, how many likes did I get? Like, did it get enough? Like, oh, like, do people not like me? Or this or that? And all, like, do people not like my photo? And now I'm just like, I had a really good day today. This is, like, a photo that I like. So Mm, mm. why not... Why not show people, like, hey, I did something really fun today and look at the group of people that I got to spend a really good amount of time with. And it's, like, I guess the way I try to see Instagram and stuff now is I really appreciated this day and I want to commemorate it and share it. Yeah. And, you know, that can be... That can just be, like, a photo of myself in the mirror saying, like, hey, I really like myself today. And I don't post that caption or anything. I just, you know, post it half the time. I just writes a wacky math equation but it's just <laughs> just like hey i like this photo of myself so i decided that i'm gonna share it because i like it and taking i guess taking a bit of more of a selfish stance against it instead of making it about everybody else and oh i need everybody else to see what i did like mm. if i share a photo with a group of friends i'm like the way I kind of see it is look at what I'm getting to do with my friends and look at the fun that I'm having and this is just a little snapshot moment in time that I'm going to remember. So I like that. And I I think that's that's the real... um, That's a real gap that I guess I can identify in that, you know, with with you saying if I don't get enough likes then, then... do people like me and and I think as we as we grow with kind of social media and as we grow and as it changes and as the influence changes yes it's changing um but growing up like for me being a teenager um if people didn't like you they just told you Mm. like and it was it was it was a very face-to-face conversation um, it was very, um, it was, it was communicated really clearly if you're liked and if you're not. And I, and I think that, that as we grow through, there's kind of same, same, you know, like we all go through, um, our social changes where, where we enter in with certain groups of people and then there's, and then there's concerns within that group of people because that's how we grow, I guess, and evolve as a species because it's never going to be perfect and people will always change and and I think as girls especially as we're growing up in in our teenage years 
our hormones are just out of control and you're experiencing so much change that that friendships get fractured and then they come back together but I guess I'm trying to say that I think for me and for people my age it, it was maybe a little bit more manageable because it was it was a very s- small community in which we kind of worked in mm. whereas now for you girls where it really is this broader community where you girls haven't had an escape from it and boys as well like I don't want to just bring it back down to girls only but when I was younger you know I got a chance to go home and I could escape from the community in which I was dealing with I guess which is you know could be school or could be friendship groups whereas for you guys growing up you not only had it at school but then it's this ongoing nature of this communication where sometimes it can be really negative and really um, and really demeaning whereas other times it can be really positive but I guess I'm looking at it more from that negative and just from what I've seen you know like with you girls kind of growing up through it there was just no escape but there is positive to it as well you know when you do have that community of friends and you can make those arrangements so I do the same thing you know if I'm having an event I'll put that call out into social media to get people to come along but I guess I'm more kind of wanting to talk about that negative viewpoint of never really being able to escape from the community which is sometimes not so positive yeah no I understand agree I think that um maybe like growing up the way that I did with all the social media and stuff like everyone says like there's just never an escape anymore and I can 100% agree you know there used to be a little tiff at school or something or someone said this and someone said that and then you'd get messages when you got home about it or you'd be asked questions and like I even remember there was I don't even remember what the rumor was I just remember the situation but there was some ridiculous rumor spread about like my hair extent like having hair extensions or something just so petty and ridiculous and it was spread from my high school to like two or three different other ones wow and I was just like that is so so silly and you know I was just getting messages about it from people who I'd known in passing but never really known and then they were messaging me and I'd be like what the actual hell like and it's a lot it's a lot more passive aggressive you know like you can post a picture on instagram a bit and make a little passive aggressive comment and then hundreds and thousands of people will see it and then more people will know what's going on so it's you know it's it's one of those things where it truly is like you just don't escape it and mm, it's sad mm. that i don't think that social media was ever intended to influence people that way but it's sad that it now has been turned into that Mm. so Mm. I think that it really is about just you taking your own stance and saying you know what I don't want to use social media this way I'm going to use it this certain way because I want to and just kind of leaving it at that Mm. you know you don't need to do much else about it Mm. It, 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 it feels to me that, like, with me growing up, there was, there was a certain element of privacy mm. that I could still maintain. You know, like, if I didn't want people to know, then I just didn't tell them. And then that, you know, that 
that's where it kind of ended. But but now it feels as though that there's this kind of loss of privacy, like, and there's this oversharing that I don't know, like, if it's if it's because it's been so prevalent in our community for so long that it's it's just become something which we um, which we've almost taken on as an expectation to not to, to no longer have a private life but our but our lives should be on display and it, and it and it should be out there because that's that's the new kind of social norm mm. yeah no there's yeah i guess when you share so much of your life you know like not that i think it's a bad thing or anything you know like all power to whoever do whatever you want i'm pretty sure i've done it before when i was like body 14 but you know like even posting Snapchats in a bath, like just your legs or whatever, and you know, or in the bath bomb or like in the towel or in your bikinis, and oh, I'm doing this. I'm cooking breakfast. I'm, I'm cooking lunch. I'm going out to lunch. I'm going to the movies. Like your whole life is constantly being documented. Mm. But I think that something that people really often forget is the fact that you're sharing a snapshot you know you can post a picture and have it be all smiley and happy and stuff like that and then everyone thinks like oh she's such a happy person and like oh look how much fun she has out with her friends and blah 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 but you know you don't know if she's going out absolutely hates those people and you know she might be really lonely and they just might be the only people who are like old friends but maybe they don't influence her in the best ways or this that and a million other reasons so where I do agree that it does take away a big element of privacy I also think it's fake privacy Mm. I think that we all choose to show what we want to but that doesn't mean it's always right and just because you see a photo on Instagram or a you know a photo every day on Instagram and a Instagram story where they're talking to you and a live video and this, that and the other doesn't ever really mean that you truly, truly know that person because, you know, they might choose not to share their battle with anxiety and depression or they might not choose to share with you that their family's going through a major breakdown. Like, I think, like I said, we share what we want to share and we keep private what we want but people just people take away what they want and they make up this false you i guess mm, mm. this kind of false reality as as to what we want to portray out there and what we want people to think and and i i, I know that we both watched a netflix series called atypical and it kind of brings me back to a certain to a couple of scenes within that show which really aligns to to you know to, to what you've said and it was um sam is one of the main characters and his girlfriend's name what, what's his girlfriend's name page page so page had gone away and she was at a different university and she used to facetime sam and she was saying that there was this girl in in her uni and she was getting really bullied and um and at first, the way that the show went, you could really believe that it was a different person because that's that's how she portrayed it. You know, she portrayed it in this way of, oh, this poor girl, and it's so sad. And 
but then it came out that it wasn't somebody else it was actually her and she was sharing her own story of shame and of embarrassment and and of her own struggle but she she made I guess she made this alter ego and 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 the alter ego was was kind of crying out for something and and I guess that's kind of what I see see a lot it's that you know it's this it's this it's this alter ego that people create because I don't know why do you think they do that I I, I, I don't really have I don't really have the answer because I, I think that you know if we if we can just appreciate our lives and if we can if we can come back and if we can um, have so much gratitude for the life we have and for who and for who we are is there a need for that alter ego what are your thoughts um, I don't really know the answer I don't think there is an answer I think that people create this false self because it's their ideal self but they don't know how to achieve it so you know like you said Paige was saying like no I'm having so much fun at uni blah 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 when realistically she was the one being bullied mm. so I guess you know we can we can share a hundred pictures of us being happy and then if other people you know if you've got a big following say like just hypothetically you know you've got million followers and you're always posting photos of you happy and then you've got people commenting being like oh my god like you look like you live the best life like you look like you're so happy it's like almost like okay if if i have that confirmation from this social media outlet if i have this confirmation from these comments and these random people it'll become my life Mm. so it's kind of like i get why people do it I really do. Do I ever think that I want to do that? No. Like. So h- how do you think... So So you've got two sisters, one's older, one's younger. And I, and I just want to come back to the younger sister who's still kind of coming through. How do you see her navigating her way through this kind of false reality, this kind of false life? How do you see... From your perspective, how do you see the way that she's navigating that? Um, I think that her friendship group's a little different to the ones that I had. And, like, even though she's only a couple years younger than me, I think that it's really different. Like, I think that they are still more focused on just, like, um, oh, I like this picture of myself or, you know, Molly's quite artsy, so she likes to have her Instagram flowing a certain aesthetically aesthetically pleasing way. So, you know, she'll post 20 photos and they'll all look really nice and then she'll be like, no, I want to change it. And I think it's just for her. I think mm. that she she does it because she likes it and... So I think in that case, she, like, navigates it pretty well. Like, she kind of just does her own thing. If people don't like it, oh, well. Like, if they do, sweet. I don't really... I think Molly's too focused on her own goals to get caught up in that stuff, which mm, I think is a mm. really good attribute to have. So, I, like, I do I, I do believe that, you know, that that your your generation has has got so much experience within this global community and, and 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 in this global world and and my age group can learn a lot from you guys like we can we can learn a lot 
what would you say to me? How would how would I best navigate my way through that? Because for me, it's still relatively new. Like it's still something which I quite I can still kind I, I can still find a little bit foreign. But being that it's been a part of your world for so long, how how would you? I, I guess I'm not looking for for advice, but what are your thoughts on how the older generation could navigate their way through this this global community, this global infraction of people? Um, I guess you just got to get out there. Like you'll find what you like, you'll find what you don't like. Um. And just do it for you. Don't don't feel as if though you have to share twenty pictures a day because that's what one teenage girl does. Or don't feel like you have to do this or do that. Like if you like it and you want to have it go, like all power to you. Like it's fun. Like I, I think you should do it. But mm, you know, mm. you'll meet some cool people. Like you'll see some cool posts. You'll see some inspiring posts. Like you'll see people doing stuff you never thought like you could do or you know never thought yourself doing and then you see how cool it is like just I don't know you do you find what you like follow it like it post it don't like it don't integrate yourself into it you don't have to there's no point in not to not to be rude but I think that one of the things that bothers me so much about the older generation on Facebook is that everyone needs to have their two cents. Yeah. Like, absolutely everyone. Like, bloody Margaret from New South Wales needs to have a bloody comment on how the beaches and Sunshine Coast are looking. You know, like, if you don't... <laughs> if, honestly, like, I don't... And I'm not saying that my generation doesn't do it as well, but most of the time we kind of just message each other about it and we're like, oh, yeah, it's a bloody joke kind of thing, you know? Some people will comment, some people won't, or do what you want, but, you know, just, if you don't like it, just don't add fuel to the fire, like, people, a lot of older people, you know, are always giving me advice, saying, like, oh, like, you just need to be calm, and you just need to, like, you know, take care of yourself, and blah, 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 and then I'll pop on Facebook, and I'll see him having a go at, like, a newspaper over something completely irrelevant, and not even anything to do with them yeah so yeah. it's like you know if you don't like it just don't bloody like the post or don't follow it or don't integrate yourself into that world where it needs to become negative it mm. doesn't it doesn't need to be negative so why why mold it into something that is mm. and i and i do and i do agree with that you know there's um like recently i um there was there was a lot of media coverage and there was a lot of stuff about the fireworks and and I don't want to get into any kind of political conversation but I do just want to share my own thoughts on it and my own beliefs on it and and I personally I don't think fireworks should have gone ahead um in Australia that's just that's my perspective um I would have really have liked to have seen um you know maybe like a laser light show but not something which could potentially one cause fires and number two something which cost one state you know close to seven million dollars where i was kind of going why why couldn't we 
then kind of funnel that money into where it's needed. And, and the amount of hate that, that came from that was, was unbelievable. It, it, it was, it was full on. It was, it was just like, yeah. whoa, okay, far out, man. That's just full on. Yeah, like everyone just needed to share their two cents of, oh, well, it's already paid for, so we need it for tourism or no, like we need it for this and no, the money should go here and no, the money should go there. Like at the end of the day, there are a lot of problems that do need addressing and, you know, they need to be acknowledged and I think it's good for people to share their opinions and stuff. But how many more problems would be solved if everyone just said, no, I'm not even going to acknowledge it? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to give power to this situation because you're just doing silly things. Mm, And I'm not mm. saying that everyone's going to think the same, like, you know, opinions are assholes, everyone's got one. Fucking use it well. I don't really (laughs) care. But just... You know, it just doesn't, just because your opinion is so true and so valid for you, doesn't mean it's going to be for me. Mm. So it's, you know, and by all means, like if we're having a chat or whatever, like by all means, share your opinion and I'm going to sit and I'll listen. But I hate when people turn around and crack the shits because they're like, oh, well, do you agree with me now? And I'm like, well, no. Mm. Cool argument and everything and good on you for having your facts and for your opinions and this, that and the other, but, you know, I'm, I am where I am. Mm. I don't really, mm. I don't really care. Like, and, I, and I think that's kind of where, where the communication gets, gets really lost because, like, I can't see... Um, I can't see your facial expression. I can't hear your tone of voice. Mm. Um, we lose so much, and and it and it can get so misconstrued because the way I read something, I'm reading it with the voice in my own head. I'm not I'm not hearing it really yeah. from your perspective. I'm reading your words, but then I'm taking offence to those words because of how I'm. Because you're already angry, it. or because yeah. you're already sad, or you know, like it doesn't, yeah. Exactly, exactly, and I and I think that that's that's one that's one place where you know where we do get really really lost, and um, so I think I think I've got a good understanding, and I and I think that's kind of helped me a little bit to almost understand, I guess, the gap between the two. Mm. Um, so I really would like, if it's okay, to ask you three of my questions. But before I get to that, I I want to let you know um, there was there was a day that we met down at Cotton Tree Park, and mm. I was going through a pretty I was going through a pretty hard time, and and I don't really want to share what that what the circumstance was and what the conversation was that we were having um, because it's it's a really personal thing that I was going through. Um, you were coming toward the end of your first year in uni, so it's okay if I share what you're studying. So Lillian's been, um, she's done two years of her Bachelor of Counselling, which is just amazing for a young woman who's kind of coming through and wanting to 
raise up and be that influence within the community community to help people move forward. But there was this day and we, and we met and we had a coffee and we had this conversation and you had such a influential impact on my life in that day that it literally gave me such a massive, massive paradigm shift. And you went through some of the strategies that you were learning in counselling. And it, and it was it was unbelievable. It, 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 was, it was so life-changing for me, that one conversation, because it literally changed a lifetime belief that I held. Mm. And... And and I, and I, I, I it, it, for a young woman to stand up and be willing to share her knowledge with someone older, I want to honour that in you. Um, and I kind of want to ask you: Do you think that's something that that a lot of younger women are now doing? Like, like, are are, are you as a collective? finding it more comfortable to rise up and have those have those knowledge based and share your wisdom with the older generation or do you still feel as though that there's that divide that that maybe your voice of influence maybe isn't isn't heard um i wouldn't really know as like a collective but just speaking from my own personal experience um i'm just so frowned upon by older women and just older people in general like what does that look like um oh in my first year of uni um you know it was literally like only the first or second week and it's a counseling is definitely um there were a lot of older people in the class, which is, I think, an amazing thing. Like, it's really good to see people wanting to expand their knowledge base. But, you know, I had one guy turn around to me and say, the teacher just said, like, oh, you know, empathy comes with time and life experience. And he literally was just like, oh, well, you you might as well just drop out now. You know, you're never going to be able to do it, not even for a couple of years anyway. And I was just kind of like, all right. And then, you know, if I have like an opinion or an idea how to do something, it's kind of just like, oh, well, what would you know? Mm. You know, you're only 19, you're only 18, or you're only this or you're only that. You've never done it before. It's like, I think that it's really just a thing on getting a different perspective. Everyone's so caught up in, like, this is how I see it, this is how I want to do it, so that's how it's going to be done instead of coming together and maybe getting a few different couple like other perspectives opinions and ideas to kind of grow grow yourself mm. and I think that some older people just think that they're done growing that they're just done and they're happy and that that's absolutely fine like I'm not saying that you have to grow forever like if you reach a point in your life where you're content like all power to you but you know, you don't have to shut other people down. You can, there's a million nicer ways to do it, but people just choose not to. And, and, and for me, that's why I want you here. I want you to share your voice and your wisdom because I do, I do agree with you. And I feel as though that there's just, there's such a divide and, 
and there, you know, there always has been. And, and yes, we learn from our elders, but we also learn from our youth. Mm. And, and it makes me sad when I hear that you get shut down, when I hear that you don't get to have your voice, where, where you don't get to share your wisdom because your wisdom and my wisdom is completely different. You know, at, when I was your age, my life was sparsely different. Mm. Um, and and I, I obtained my knowledge from books and encyclopedias and talking to my community. So I feel as though that my my wisdom, I guess, was um, was a lot smaller. And my wisdom was only based upon the relevance of the people that I talked with. Whereas your wisdom comes from everywhere. Mm. You know, it, 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 it comes from historical texts that I never had access to. And, and I really want to, I guess, encourage older women and older people to, to I guess, really seek out the the wisdom from our younger generation and and let it rise up because I think it's really it's really important. So for me, I just want to say thank you for that day. Um, I don't know if you realise how much of an impact that it had on me and how you became a woman of impact in my life in that moment. Um, because that was a paradigm shift. That was that was a huge shifting moment and I want to say thank you and um, let you know how much I appreciate you taking that time to have that conversation with me because it changed my world in that moment so I'm I have a lot of gratitude for you for that real so thank you that's okay so I have three questions and it's the questions I I I ask I, I will be asking each person that comes on to the podcast first question is who influences you um like literally everyone and not um you know there's people I meet and they'll do something like I don't know they just might share their story on how they want to clean up the environment I'm like oh you know what like that influences me and that makes me want to do better and then I'll meet people who are just like really negative and really this and really that and I'm like you know what I'm gonna like you're influencing me to not want to be like you and you know I guess I see it on the TV I see it in videos I see it on Instagram I just see it I see it everywhere and I never want to have just one influence Mm -hmm. because I don't want to be like them and I think that's a really big um misconception that people have just because somebody influences you doesn't mean you need to be them yeah. So I don't ever want to have one influence. I want to, like, just gain influences, like, every single where I go. Like, I never want to... I never want to stop being influenced to be better. And whether that's seeing somebody in a really bad state or just seeing somebody who really just doesn't like life, you know, like, all right, well, that's cool. I don't want to be like that. So you're now my influence to not want to be like that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's how I take it, I guess. How do you influence other people in your world? Mm. God, I don't know. 
Um, I just, I don't really know if it's influencing them, but I just try to be as kind as I can. I know that I lose my way a lot, um, but I do try to just be really kind. And when I have messed up, um, you know, it might take me a week, it might take me a year, but I do try to take that step back and kind of make the connection on my own of, hey, that wasn't okay and this is what I learned from it. And I do try to go back to the person and just say, look, like, this is my perspective, this is what happened and this is what I've learned. So I hope that people would see that and that would influence them to kind of want to make the same actions, I guess. Yeah. So if I could influence somebody, that's how I would want to do it, I guess. Yeah. A little bit of kindness and perspective. I like that. Um, so we sort of, we, we've asked the question, who influences you? How do you influence others? How do you like to be influenced? Um, so do you like to be influenced by conversation, by image, by gifts and like there's no right or wrong answer but just how do you like to be influenced to rise up um I guess kind of like I was like saying before like I don't have just one influence so I guess my how I want to be influenced is just seeing people live their honest and authentic lives and just be honest because if I see somebody like like genuinely living a good life or doing something to better themselves I'm gonna be influenced and I'm gonna ask the question and I'm gonna you know then I want the conversation but I want to I want to see it I don't want to hear it like I don't need to hear about how this new medicine is this that and the other and it's so good and it's so that I don't need to hear it I want to see it I want to see how waking up every day and going to the beach has like really changed your life I want to see the positiveness in your um energy and stuff like that like I just want to I just want to see people live their authentic honest lives like I said nice yes lovely well that kind of brings us to the end and I want to say thank you so much for giving me your time and for being here um I really do have a lot of gratitude and and I've known you forever so far and I think yeah. I'm going to know you for a lot longer yet so yes. um I'd like to um probably say that you'll be on again to talk about something different probably. um I do um so and and the other influence that Lil has had on me is that I'm going to university in July to also study my Bachelor of Counselling. And that's been another influence from Lillian. So she is a true woman with influence. She influences her community, her friends. She influences people she meets with ease. Um, and she probably doesn't really realise how influential she is. Um, but she's just a stand-up, amazing friggin beautiful woman and yes i can say that because i'm her mum um but she is a true woman with influence and um i look forward to our journey um would you like to share where people can can find you would you like to share your your oh. instagram 
Instagram salty pickle underscore. <laughs> salty know. pickle underscore is where people my can my find little your alter ego. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's not that exciting. I just post pictures I like. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, wouldn't get too excited just yet, guys. So, <laughs> so that's where you can find Lillian. Thank you, Lil. I appreciate you. I love oh, you. Nice. Love you too, Marumi. And um, we'll see you next week with a, another podcast and another interesting lady that we're going to bring on. So um, thanks for being influenced, Lil. Thanks for influencing me. Peace out, y'all. Thank you. Mm -hmm.